0: Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by Asweatlife.com, on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson-Cohen, founder and CEO of A Sweat Life, and I am here with Jenny Duransky, the founder of Lena Rose uh, Spa here in Chicago. Jenny, tell us about yourself, and you're so much more than a spa. I want to hear everything that you do under your roof.
1: Sure. Um, And thank you so much for having me today, Gina. I really am excited to be here and talk to a sweat life. Um, So we're a green beauty shop and spa in the Lincoln Square neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. And we we do uh, spa services a lot more than, you know, just being a a spa. We do facials, mani-pedis, sugaring, which is a really ancient form of hair removal that's making its way back as an alternative to waxing. We do tinting services, um, makeup application, and we also sell a wide variety of uh, local or independent woman-owned, black-owned brands in our retail shop. And having a brick and mortar location in this
0: time of at recording, it is August 21st. It's not what it used to be. So talk us through what has sort of changed and how you're doing business today
1: versus maybe last year at this time. Uh, I mean, everything <laughs> has changed. <laughs> I mean, in good ways and not so great ways. Um, yeah, it's we we've only been open or reopened for two weeks now. We um, were closed for five months. March sixteenth hit, and the dumpster fire that was March and April began. Um, you know, just like crazily trying to figure out what. It, it was like the rug just got pulled out from underneath everybody's feet and you know some fell faster and some just like <laughs> kind of slower that was us um and then you know may you're kind of getting like okay this is fine i think i might be able to do this um you know we pivoted to do a lot more remote work um We launched a house brand. I launched our website, um, our online store, which we did not have this time last year. So like, yeah, what has changed? I mean, we went from an in-store physical experience of a high touch, because we touch people for a living, to a no-touch digital business in product and really uh, very little service when our entire business has been service. And due to restrictions, which is why we were closed for so long, we're still under a limited uh, service menu based in Cook County.
0: And I, I mean, there's so much to dig into there. There's everything from launching an online store, creating your own product, being closed for that long and staying yeah. in business. Um, what, what makes you the
1: most proud out of all of those things? Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be proud of anything, honestly, and I I don't mean that in self deprecation way. I really, truly don't. I'm, I'm definitely like Proud of how far I've come, but you know, I'm also like Um, a true entrepreneur, like you just dig in and do what you have to do in order to survive and you pivot. And I know that word's used a lot, but like, there's no better word for what business owners have had to do during this time. You've literally had to turn on a dime if you wanted any shot at survival. And honestly, even my most well-funded, smartest, supported entrepreneur friends, some of them have had to close their doors. So it's also... There's been no rhyme or reason to the business fatalities during this time. So I'm, I, I'm not really proud to be here. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I accept that. I accept that as an answer.
0: And I, I think I'd love to dig into kind of the products you're creating and how people are using them.
1: What'd you make? Um, So this was planned pre-COVID. We wanted to release a house line and we've been making a lot of our own products since the start. My my journey in green beauty began almost a decade ago and I started making my own products to control the ingredients that I was using because I was becoming allergic and just sick from the toxic nail industry. And um, you know, people just really loved the different concoctions, and I would incorporate different seasonal scents like cinnamons or cloves or peppermint or lavender. Um, so we wanted to kind of brand the Lena Rose smell or Lena Rose experience in a product line, so that people that you know, life changes, they move away, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I wish there was a Lena Rose in Wisconsin. Oh, I wish there was a Lena Rose in California." I'm like, "Well, soon you'll be able to have a little Lena Rose at home with you." Um, so, we had planned on an, uh, on an Earth Day launch, which would have been April 22nd. Um, that got pushed like, I mean, really, it was like, let's throw this out there now because we need a product line to survive with our shutdown of our spa. Um, so that's what we did. It's a six skew bath and body line, a, a bath soak, body scrub, body oil. A healing balm um an aura mist because we're also very spiritual here at lana rose um and then a nail oil and yeah we put it into the market and it was received with open arms it was amazing that's incredible so how far and how wide are these products going everywhere <laughs> um more locally i mean we have some online orders that are to other states but um, for our house line it is more of our community that knows us and has been into the spa before that is you know wanting a literally wanting a little piece of Lena roast for their sanity at home so they're you know they're buying a product to remind them of that um but i mean we we definitely didn't have every box ticked for a launch and we did i mean i (laughs) it was more like just put it in the market just get it launched launched. we gotta go we gotta go so I mean nothing like the packaging is on an Avery 5165 label and like whatever I made it on you know online on my own and our official labels now are are finally coming and hopefully we'll be on our new packaging um for next month which is exciting but you know we just kind of had to do what we had to do
0: so are you packaging and, and manufacturing and doing all of this yourself? Mm-hmm.
1: I did it in my mom's kitchen. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I love this. And I know you were talking about um, how you have a daughter, uh, a five-year-old daughter, before we started recording. Does she have anything to do with the product?
1: I mean, yeah. When we were sheltering in place during the quarantine, I mean, we, we it was a family affair between my mom, my daughter, and me um mixing up our house line make you know because i hand make everything um i mean i, mean, we, I created a sterile environment obviously yeah. i mean we didn't have a lab to go to during the time and my daughter loved putting the labels on all the products and i would film her and like you know i mean that's the true that's the life i'm living right now i'm a mom in business and <laughs> during this pandemic like i'm also still a mom in business trying to you know handle remote learning and it's it's you know i just don't i want to incorporate her into my life because it's it's important to me that she sees not just mom working but like all the things that we have to do or i have had to do in during such a historic time too she'll remember this in a lot of different ways and hopefully in a more fun way than you know by like oh i remember helping mommy with her product line and so it was a it was a nice experience, honestly, with her to have her involved in that process. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I can only imagine the takeaways that she'll remember years and
0: years from now. Like I can picture her on Shark Tank saying, my start in entrepreneurship was when I
1: was five. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be an entrepreneur. Um, we, he, I mean, she's only five, but we'll see. What, <laughs> she's got this like, she is an incredible artist. Mm. Uh, I still draw stick figures, but she is an incredible she's been holding a pencil since she was one she can color in the lines her teachers are always like oh my gosh what how does she know how to do this I'm like i don't know that is god given (laughs) that is not from me (laughs) i wish
0: i wish that we had her here um should we dig in to the big goals now are you ready sure okay let's do it talk to me jenny about your big goals tell me about one that you've already accomplished and what it took to get there
1: um, you know, I, I am for, <laughs> so I used to be an athlete. So goals were always something, um, I did gymnastics for 15 years competitively. I had a career of the sport by the time I was like nine. Um, so goals to me were always something that like you always had in the back of your mind. I, uh, do not make them though, other than in my own head. I never write them down. I should, I never like set out to to, I don't know, like this is my goal for the year, but I make like um, so more of like an achievement. Like I want to be in this place by the end of the year, which, which obviously is, is totally goal setting. So in year one, so we've been open three years, year one, I knew my first goal was to drive traffic and it didn't matter how that had to hap- happen in a, in a brick and mortar storefront. You, well, not in a pandemic, <laughs> in normal times, <laughs> yeah. you want as many people to be coming into your shop as possible. So the strategy for that was host a ton of events. We did like a, an event a week, sometimes two, Wow, you know, some more attended obviously than others, but it was just like, drive traffic, drive traffic, get people into my shop, get them to know where we are. Um, and the second year it was more kind of drive, um, revenue. And this was the goal that I, I did set in the back of my mind because I knew it was going to be laying the foundation for the future years of Lena Rose. I needed to drive revenue to prove pro, like um, proof of concept, honestly, because you, you say you have a business and you're like, oh, well, how, it's like Shark Tank, right? How, how much how, an annual revenue? I did 25,000. They're like, is that a business? Um, and I mean, it is, but you're at the very beginning or you know pre-revenue so my second year i set a goal to meet a pretty high revenue goal um and i did meet it and it took you know a lot of like I, yeah i mean just that okay, throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And so that was, you know, year two was to drive revenue and then year three was to drive strategies. So to take both those two data points and make better and smarter decisions so that we're operating more efficiently. And then now can, well, this was year four. <laughs> this, was, this was the year was your profitability and like that's not happening. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Um, But that was a great achievement because once I met that revenue goal, I knew I had proof of concept. I knew then a bank would take me a lot seriously. I knew that, you know, my team, like when you have revenue, you obviously have hopefully a lot more money to be investing into larger um, buckets of expenses that then drive more revenue. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was a a, a really great achievement that helped our business significantly.
0: I, I, Well, first of all, I love how you break that down. And I I love how, um, and I also want to push back on two points. Um, You said you used to be an athlete, but I will say that everyone is an athlete always and forever. Sure. Um, And you gave yourself a should. Uh, You said, I should write my goals down, but it sounds like your way works, man. You put that goal into your head and you rock it. Um, So if you don't want to write your goals down, don't write them down. Um, But they all kind of ladder up to... To your business, to your beautiful business that you've built. Um, and, and I'm kind of curious what made you want to, besides um, sort of wanting to create these products in this space, was there something in you that knew you always wanted to have this
1: business? Um, no, I'm totally an accidental entrepreneur. I Tell mean, me everything. I, I fought it for such a long time. I was such a lost soul in my 20s. It was all about traveling and partying. I dropped in and out of college. I'm like totally a college dropout. I've had seven majors. I did not know what the heck I was doing. And I mean, looking back now, I'm like, Jenny, you're totally preparing yourself for everything you're yeah. doing right now. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. 20 um, but I, I didn't know. And it really sparked in like after traveling and I did end up going back to college when I was like 27. So I graduated when I was like, what, 31, 32. Um, it, it wasn't that I wanted to take control of, like, I want to be an entrepreneur to take control of my life. It's like, I, I knew I could solve a problem. I solved the problem of people being really confused and overwhelmed by what to buy that was better for them, that they, couldn't, that they could afford, that and where to get it. Um, that answer just did not exist in Chicago, a green beauty, healthier beauty shop. Um, also solving the problem of people that have had severe allergies, going through cancer treatment, are pregnant, to have a safer spa experience with someone who was educated and knew. And I'm, I, I don't mean that to be like, people don't know what they're using, but in the nail industry, a lot of times they don't. And that was why I wanted to create this safe space for people to buy things, receive services without either doing the homework or having to worry about about that experience. It started with nails for you, right? Yeah. So I, I, when I was, you know, lost soul uh, at 19, I went to nail school and because I like got a manicure with my mom one day and I started quizzing her like, so how many hours a week do you work? Um, do you like your job? How long did it take you to get your license? How much money do you make? <laughs> I have no idea this poor nail technician. I mean, and thank God she was so graceful and answered every single question I had, but I have no idea why all of a sudden, I mean, I have gotten manicures before so many times, but like this one time I was like, I want to know about this job. How do you do this? And she told me everything. And I enrolled in nail school, I think like two weeks later. Oh my gosh. And um, I ended up you know, graduating. So I've been doing nails for now, like 20 years, almost 17 years. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't do well in the conventional nail industry. Um, it just, the environment was really air, like air quality was not good. The products I was using were not, you know, high quality or good. They were filled with like toxic fragrances and synthetic fragrances. Um, my body just did not handle. All of the different stuff I was using and I didn't, I wasn't empowered at the places I worked with to even do that research. And I mean, this was also like 15 years ago, there were, people didn't even know what questions to ask at that point. And I went where anybody goes when you have a question and there's no answers, you go to Google and like <laughs> Google gives you all the answers. So, and that's what really started that journey was like, hey, I'm not feeling great doing nails. Are there greener alternatives or maybe a cleaner spa in Chicago that I could work at? And yeah, no, that did not exist at the time. Um, so I knew I was going to have to self-educate, which I mean, I, I, I'm a very curious, curious person. I love to learn. I love to just dig and find information and go through information. So it was a really fun journey going through the green beauty going down the green beauty rabbit hole. Um, and it's changed a lot. I mean, the industry has really, really changed, but it was it's still something that I'm super passionate about and lights my soul on fire. And that, that, that is when I knew um, that this was gonna be like my life's purpose. I love that. And you mentioned that
0: um, once you hit kind of your profitability numbers or um, the, the numbers that you've been projecting that you're looking forward to banks taking you more seriously. So I would imagine that it's been a challenge to get capital or that you've been self-funded. Can you talk me through that?
1: Yeah, we've been entirely self-funded. I mean, up until like last year, we got a little bit of a micro-loan and that helped a lot with our expansion into Rockwell. Um, But I mean, I've never had a huge chunk of change and, I was actually, it's funny, I was just talking to an entrepreneur friend of mine of like, if I just had, because I've had a little bit of a taste of money and like Jenny with money is on fire. (laughs) My my ideas, my vision, the things I want to create and like put into motion, like Jenny with the freedom of capital is fire. (laughs) And I need to find a way to recreate that because when I have that freedom and I don't feel, um, kept into like the hamster wheel of like daily operations, I'm able to just think so much bigger and, and just dream. I mean, I, am a huge dreamer, big visionary. I have big, you know, next question. I mean, I can't wait. Oh my God. I mean, it's big, but that's where my head loves to play because if you shoot for Pluto and end up on Mars, I mean, you still are further where than where you started So like, why not entertain these, the most wildest dreams you could ever imagine because what's the harm in trying to go for them? Yeah. Question. Is Pluto a planet still? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) That's a good question. I know. I know. I
0: miss it as a planet. Um, But okay, let's do it. Let's do the big thing. I want to hear it. What are your big goals for the future? Tell me them. Tell me your big dreams. (laughs) They're
1: big. and, And I've started kind of, you know, releasing myself from limiting beliefs and saying them out loud a lot more because at first they felt really crazy and i'd be really kind of ashamed at wanting these things and now um i'm not i'm not afraid to say what i want and i'm not afraid to tell the universe that i want this to happen and co-create with her and you know see where see how far we can go um and i have benchmarks right i've got tears I've got years. Um, my first big goal though, is to have, and it's, a, it's revenue driven. Cause again, it's like, and I think it just goes into play of having and knowing where business stages go. So you've got growth stage, you know, seed stage, growth stage, legacy, which is like the ultimate dream, but you know, who becomes a Coca-Cola brand, you know, that's really, really hard to do. Um, but you know, to get the, to the next stages of, business, it's, it's a $30 million benchmark. And at $30 million, you've got um, profitability spinning, which is great for cash flow. You have a team hopefully operating and really generating this machine. You're able to pump out and diverse, rev, diversify revenue streams and revenue channels, You're able to put new products in the market and know how to work with that data to fine tune and you know have a sharper knife because the sharpest knife c- cuts the deepest. Um, and then you go into the next level, which is a hundred million company. And then that's when acquisition happens. Usually when you, when you reach that certain benchmark, um, how to get there. That's the big question. I mean, these are big, uh, definitely a humongous goal. Um, franchising has definitely been on the table. I've looked into that. I was in a Goldman Sachs, um, 10,000 small businesses program this spring during the pandemic. <laughs> it's very interesting. And, um, I mean, and regrettably because of the pandemic, I did not take advantage of all of the access to the learning and education I would have had, but I had to so sharply turn my focus to saving my company that I wasn't able to experience that as um, undistracted as I wanted to. But I, I did, you know, you set a goal and that goal was um, exploring franchising and what that looks like and how operationally that looks like and on a micro level. That's really where a lot of the goals need to be set to mm-hmm. reach a larger goal. It's, it's great to have big goals, but you need a plan to, to get there. I love that you took advantage of the 10,000 Small Businesses
0: program. I've, I've actually talked to a number of entrepreneurs here in the Chicagoland area who have, uh, and it truly is a, it's a great program. Um, oh, yeah. Applications are open now. P.S. For anyone who's listening for the next cohort, um, I'll put that in the show notes. It's great for businesses that have, or it's meant for businesses that have four employees and are making what is it, two hundred fifty thousand a year at least? I think it's one hundred fifty actually. One hundred fifty. So uh, go ahead and apply. Yeah um and they're they're great benchmarks and it's just a great program just for again small businesses to find their growth but let's talk about what franchising would look like for you um, would it mean that you sort of share the secret sauce um your recipes what does it mean um tactically to franchise this this
1: beautiful natural business um i do think it's a lot harder than people think it's also a humongous investment legally contracts are involved. I mean, but you, and you really have to have operations down pat, which we've really struggled with because we were like building the airplane in the air when we first got off the ground and like, just, and I, I'm, I'm like a hamster in a wheel. I don't stop. So I'm just like, go, 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 just get things out, get things out. And I move a lot faster than, maybe I should have when you need to be like, okay, writing things down as simply as like how to fill the dishwasher. So somebody knows how to fill the dishwasher. I mean, it's silly, but it's all these little things that a franchisee would have to know how to set up a manicure station, how to set up, what does a facial room look like? Mm -hmm. And it's taken me and I'm still working on it. This is, um, you know, we've, and it takes a lot of inner work from the entrepreneur as well. I'm growing thankfully with the company. Some entrepreneurs don't grow with their companies. They either outgrow them or they don't grow with them. Um, I'm very grateful to be growing with my company. So as I personally develop and as I um, learn things and make mistakes and and I make a lot of them, I, I make far more mistakes than I make successes and that's just lessons that i'm constantly learning that makes my company better and better so i that's what it's going to take to franchise is to like and i'm not sure when that's going to happen i mean obviously we're in such a different time right now i was i was hoping it would happen this year where i'd have an operational manual i'd have my first like what i called rockwell like flagship um, of how a lena rose is supposed to operate and you know everybody just copy paste you know in whatever city they decide to open in, but that's you know different. And there's also gifts in that. I mean, this has been the great pause. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of gifts in the great pause, and I, I did need my business needed a reset. We were in certain ways, um, the ball was rolling in not so great directions, and to. Uh, you know, throw a hammer in or a wrench into that uh, machine and stop it would have caused a lot of bad fallout. So to have this kind of <laughs> gift of what's happening to do it for you has has been uh, extremely reflective and given me the opportunities to take what has not been working and throw them in the trash <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and rebuild in a much more sustainable, um, profitable way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we went through the same thing at A Sweat Life. There were, there were a lot of practices that were just sort of built into the core of, of who we were and we just kept doing them because it's what we do. Um, and it was an opportunity to sort of slough off the stuff that either no longer served us or wasn't profitable or both. Um, and, and so now we're, I think we're in a much better position to grow as well. Um, so I can totally identify with what
1: you're saying. Yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, um, do right now. I mean, they're what, at what other time in any business owner's life do they get this opportunity? I mean, it is an incredibly, I I mean, it's a gift to be a business owner right now because you are getting this chance to stop pivot and rebuild in a, in a better way. So 10 years from now, everything goes your way.
0: Um, What does Lena Rose look like?
1: In 10 years? Yeah. Um, In 10 years, I mean, hopefully she's just flourishing and thriving. And I mean, my goal for you in franchising and my big goal is not revenue driven. I I wanna create impact, I wanna serve more people. And the only way that Lena Rose can make an impact is by having more locations and by serving larger communities. I'm very limited in my impact by by one store in Chicago. I can serve 1500 customers a year, that's it. We're a service-based business. And with my bigger mission of creating an impact, we need to have more reach. So in 10 years, I hope, to, I hope that we have a, um, a lot of locations. I mean, you know, maybe 30 across the country would be great. Um, in franchises or in a mix of franchise and corporate owned stores. I would love to have a headquarters and a bed and breakfast somewhere with like a larger more day spa feel Um, I'd also really like to have a university so that we can start teaching green beauty and um, investing in the next generation of holistic service providers, because there's a huge lack of green, natural education in the beauty industry, and as well as like BIPOC education, um, which we, the beauty industry needs to be overhauled in so many ways. And uh, I really would like to be a part of that change. Um, And then for me personally, maybe I will be in the corporate headquarters, but I, I, in the end of, on the, on the like third half or third of my life, um, I'd really like to be an investor. I'd like to have my own um, kind of capital firm, venture firm, and invest in companies like with incredible mission and we're also i'm I'm trying to apply for b corp certification so i want to invest in social impact business and really help them kind of get into the market because funding would have would have changed my life it would have changed my whole trajectory and i didn't need much money and Mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs don't need much money they just need some seed capital And, um, investors don't even take two looks at you if you don't have, um, certain things in place and those are so easy to fix and do. And so I'd like to help them do that. And connections, um, connections. It's, it's, um, it's
0: like, yeah, certain things, but also like if you're, if you're well connected, um, it's a little easier to get a deal done. (laughs) Um, So, okay. I'm, I'm in, I'm so totally into your vision here. I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see you start this university like tomorrow online and just go for it. Um, I'm sold. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about you and a hot tip for the listener. Um, because I'm, I'm in, I'm so proud of you for achieving your big goals and I am loving what you've got going for the future, but let's let the listener walk away with one hot tip. Um, or something that can keep them sane, productive, or healthy um, during this weird zombie land we're living in.
1: Um, one tip, and I mean, I know you asked me to have something different and unique because th- there, there are a ton, I mean, I've read them too, right? I've got like so much, so- I've got face mask fatigue. Like if one more person tells me to do a face mask to keep myself sane <laughs> during this time, I might flip out. Um, <laughs> Cause that like, it, it's nice, but, but it was something that I, I have personally been doing and I've, I've been on a spiritual journey for a really long time, but something that has kept me so grounded is to focus on um so I'm, i follow the moon i'm a moon child and i have been following the moon cycles much more closely than i have in the past i mean i've always followed them but like really paying attention to what the moon is doing on new and full and then having new moon and full moon rituals and connecting to something that is so uh, esoteric and ancient really makes me feel a part of something bigger than the present because i'm connecting to the past i mean the moon's always been there but we've really lost touch with these moon rituals that we, that used to be a part of our, our lives. Um, and so it just keeps you grounded and it, it, it keeps you focused on something and that you're a part of a bigger vision, a part of a bigger plan. Um, and, 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 and focusing on yourself, like your own sacred space. And the rituals can include like sage smudging, or it can include, I mean, I burn lavender, um, which is for sadness and grief. Um, having dried rose petals, or we dry out, I even have some here, but like dried eucalyptus, which uh, it has good aromatherapy. Writing intentions down, burning them with the new moon and releasing certain feelings and things, or even just moon gazing and fire gazing forest bathing all of these things sound really out there but they're not they're they're so uh beneficial to our physical bodies to be walking through a forest and getting at, i mean we're seeing it like people are yearning for nature because we're not meant to be inside this much so that is what really has kept my sanity is reconnecting with these these thing, these um these elements
0: you're woo-woo, and I am into it. Um, I'm, I was actually thinking about before jumping on this podcast, because I, I was just writing about tarot cards, because I'm woo-woo too. Um, I was thinking about asking if you wanted me to pull you a card um, oh, before we started. Okay, pause for effect. Hold on. Okay.
1: Yes, I love tarot.
0: I'm back. All right. So I use the Wild Unknown Tarot. I'll do this quickly. Um, because I, I had, even though we're just connected through a computer here, my friend Jenny, um, I had a feeling about you. <laughs> OK. Let's see. Toot, toot. Tell me when to cut. Now. Uh -uh. All right, okay, we've got the Three of Wands, which means I'm still learning.
1: No, I am too. I have the Moon deck. I'm gonna have to look up what deck you have.
0: Okay, so I have the Wild Unknown tarot deck and I love it. But, and this card just gave me goosebumps. So let me, for you and for the listener at home, the Three of Wands uh, stands for Envisioning the Future. Um, (laughs) The Three of Wands indicates that you've had continued support from others, perhaps from your parents or two good friends. With their help, you've formed a sense of self, of your values and morals. But now it's time to rely on yourself for guidance. Uh, Clarify your goals and cast others' needs and opinions aside. The future is infinite and it's yours. No one else can see through its layers of light and shadow. Wow. I'm into it. Jenny... What, what a wonderful conversation. I'm so excited for you. Um, I'm so happy to have shared this, this time um, and to have heard your story. Thank you for joining me on We Got Goals.
1: Thank you so much for having me.